What if there was a different way to live and work beyond the hustle and hype, beyond the never ending race to get more, do more, be more, a way that's nourishing, grounded, creative, and aligned with your deepest, truest self. You're listening to Alchemy in Action with me, your host, Amanda Cook. In each episode, we'll explore nature-based personal growth for high-achieving women. Join me to create a life and work that truly fit you, infused with meaning and magic. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Wellpreneur Online Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Cook. And this week, we're doing the third episode in our virtual assistant series because virtual assistants are a really hot topic amongst wellpreneurs, which allows you to scale your business and get the help that you need without taking on a full-time employee. Now, if you're just joining us, you'll definitely want to go back and check out the first two episodes in the series. In episode 43, we talked about what a virtual assistant is and how they can help you in your wellness business. And then last week in episode 44, I took you step-by-step through the process of how you can hire your first VA for a short project just to dip your toe in the water and get a sense about if you really like working with that person. Now this week in the third episode in the series, I've invited on two different Wellpreneurs as guests and they've both worked with virtual assistants themselves and I wanted them to share their experience about working with a VA and also their tips and advice to help save you time so that you can avoid some of the mistakes that they've made and as they've worked with virtual assistants in their own businesses. Now, as always, you can go back into the show notes and find all of the links and the links to our guest websites and just references and resources about everything that we talk about in this episode in the show notes on my website, which are at wellpreneuronline.com slash 45. And if you found this series on virtual assistants useful, I'd love it if you could help me get the word out because although the podcast audience is steadily growing and it really is, and I'm totally thrilled about that, there's still so many people who don't even know what podcasts are or don't go search for them. You know, it's not something that comes up in your normal Google searches. You have to actually go onto iTunes or Stitcher and be actively looking for a podcast. So if you found this series helpful, I'd love it if you'd share it with your wellness friends. And you can tweet me using the hashtag Wellpreneur, and my name is at Vintage Amanda. Or you can just go back to the show notes or the website, wellpreneuronline.com, and share that with your friends. That would be really awesome to help get the word out. So our first guest today is acupuncturist Tara Long from Hawaii. And Tara's actually been in business for over 10 years, but she only started really building her online business a year ago. And she realized at some point that she just couldn't do it all herself and she needed help from a virtual assistant. So Tara actually works with VAs on a project-by-project basis, as she'll explain during our interview. And that's a really interesting way to get help exactly when you need it, not on an ongoing basis, but for specific launches or if there's skills and specific techniques and capabilities that you need that you can't do yourself and you just need somebody to help you out with that, you can take them on on a project basis. And that's what I'm going to talk about with Tara, how she knew when it was time for her to hire a VA, how she went on hiring her first VA and the kinds of tasks that she works with with a VA today and also her tips and advice for just how to work with a VA more effectively. Hi, Tara. Thanks for joining me today to talk about virtual assistants. Hi, Amanda. Thank you for having me. 
Tara, can you just quickly let people know what you what it is that you do for a wellness business? Sure, sure. My name is Tara Long, and I'm owner of Wide Awake and Healing and Acupuncture. So I own a clinic in Honolulu, Hawaii, but I also have an online business where I basically, my mission is to empower others to know that they can heal themselves. They have the power to do that. So I teach them tools, mindset tools, and easy, practical ways that they can do that. Cool. So when did you decide that you were at the point in your business that you needed to start working with a virtual assistant? Let's see. Well, I've been in practice for about 10 years, but I just started my online portion about a year ago. And I think a few months in, I was designing a new website and I just realized that I couldn't do it all myself. So the first time I hired a VA was really just for like a project. You know, it wasn't and a consistent ongoing thing. It was something where I knew I wanted a, a certain task done. And so I was allowed to hire someone for just a certain amount of hours per week. You can put like a cap on it. Mm-hmm. So basically you can have like a budget of how much you think you want to spend. And then, so it's really easy that way. And that gave me a little bit more comfort. Like, okay, I know I'm just hiring for, you know, X amount of time. And so it took the fear out of it for me. Mm-hmm. And how did you find your VA, your first one? I- Yeah. So I used elance.com. Did you know in advance the kind of tasks that you were going to have her do? Or I mean, how did you go about even choosing? Because I know when I've used, I I hired my VA through Odesk. And when you put up an ad for it, you get so many replies. So many replies. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, I tried to be really specific and I knew what I wanted in my head. And I, and I listened to, I think it was Chris Ducker who I listened to a podcast that he was talking about how to hire VAs. He has a company, I think out of the Philippines that it's all about how to hire VAs. So I listened to a podcast with him and he was talking about being as clear and specific as you possibly can in your ad that you're putting up. And you'll get a bunch of, you know, you'll get a lot of people looking or replying anyway, but it's just a way to kind of weed out some people and also to put in specific instructions in your ad so that a certain way to contact you or certain things to do so that you can tell, you know, how great they are at following instruction. So I just kind of we did them out. And then I, I also approached people like I found some people that I wanted to approach as well and sent them the ad and said, Hey, are you interested in this? And, you know, it was about budget too. Like who's in my budget, you know, who has good reviews. And what kind of things did you have your VA work on in the beginning? What were your first projects? My website design. So I have a WordPress site and this was my first WordPress site. And so I didn't really know anything about how to I think I'd used Weebly before, which was super, super easy. And so, but I really, I knew I wanted the functionality of WordPress. So I went ahead and, you know, hired someone to do, to create a template for me and just some really basic systems. And he also actually offered to do a tutorial. So we walked through some stuff while we were on the phone and online so that it was, I could then, you know, maintain my site on my own because I knew I didn't want to have, I didn't want to have to need him for every little thing that I wanted mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. I think that's important to have people like, even if you're outsourcing activities so that your VA can do it for you to still at least know how to do it yourself or to have good notes so you can pass it over to somebody else. Right. Cause what happens if that person goes away and stops freelancing? Right, right. Stuck. You're stuck with something. You're like, no, I really want to change that. So I was really happy. He actually offered that to me. He was like, you know, I want you to be able to do this on your own too. And I'm like, awesome, great idea. So I've actually learned things too from my VAs, you know, like mm-hmm. they, this isn't their first time around. So mm-hmm. 
Awesome. So are you still using VAs now? And like how much, how often do you, how often do you work with one? Yeah, I used one, I think like about a month ago, it was a very specific thing for my website that I just couldn't figure out. And I was kind of like, oh my gosh, I need this yesterday, you know? And so I found someone online who um, are on Elance again, who helped me out because you can find someone pretty quickly if you need to, you Mm -hmm. know? So I would say maybe every couple months I use someone. I recently hired an assistant locally too. So she's been helping me um, with a lot of stuff as well, but it's good to know that, that they're there when I need them. Absolutely. And so if you if there was somebody out there listening who is just looking at hiring their first VA, do you have any tips to share from your experience about how best to hire one or to get the most out of working together? Sure. I would say the for me, the biggest experience or the biggest thing that I learned was to be really, really clear on what you want and as much detail as you possibly can. I mean, even if it's painful, just write it out in very clear detail because I have had experiences where I didn't do that and the work didn't get done the way that I had it in my mind. But of course, nobody's a mind reader, right? So just to be really clear and make sure that the, you know, a lot of VAs aren't, you know, English isn't their first language. It's just to make sure there's an understanding and even have like a Skype call or, you know, if that's possible for them. I find that is a really good way to also build a relationship so that they really want to do good work for you as well. I think that's a really good point because, you know, it's a real person on the other end of it. And so it's not like you're just assigning tasks out to a company or to a machine. Like you actually want to develop a relationship with this person so that they understand your business and you really, your, your coworkers, your colleagues. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And just to make sure, you know, that they are kind of on board with what you're doing and it resonates and it's, they tend to do better work that way. I feel. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. For sure. Cool. So thanks so much, Tara. Can you tell us your website again if we want to get in, if anyone wants to get in touch with you or learn more about what you do? Sure. Yeah. It's www.wideawakenedhealing.com. That's W-I-D-E-A-W-A-K-E-N-E-D healing, H-E-A-L-I-N-G.com. Sorry, I know that's long. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Tara. Sure. Thank you so much. Awesome. I hope you found that interview really useful to give you some ideas about what you could outsource to your first VA and how to work with them more effectively. Now, our second guest, and the reason I wanted to have two different Wellpreneurs on to talk about their experience working with virtual assistants, because our second guest works with a virtual assistant slightly differently. Our second guest today is Robin Arrett. And Robin works with a virtual assistant on an ongoing basis, and she really uses a VA to fill skill gaps. So to contribute skills and expertise that she doesn't have and she doesn't want to take the time to learn and somebody else can fulfill at a much higher quality and much more quickly. So with Robin, we're going to talk about how she hired her first VA, but then really dive into how to work with a virtual assistant really effectively and to make the best use of both of your time possible and to get the best results out of working with that person. And Robin's really generous sharing her tips and expertise here. So let's jump over now to my chat with Robin. Hi, Robin. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, Amanda. Thanks for having me. So, Robin, I want to jump right into your experience in working with virtual assistants. And if you could take us back to when you first decided that it was time to work with a VA in your business, how did you get to that point where you knew that you needed help? 
Yeah, it was something that I thought was a far off dream <laughs> when I started. Um, that there was sort of this luxury that that once I was earning enough or had regular income, that I would then be able to hire an assistant. And what I realized was that I had so many ideas and plans for my business, and I had a really clear picture of what I wanted to do. And once I started seeing the steps involved, and perhaps I could have figured out how to do them all, <laughs> but. I realized that the time it would have taken me to learn all of that and do that would have been months. And that would have been months more of my business being stagnant while I learned it. And it was sort of this realization that I had reversed the order of things, that it wasn't get my business on track and then get the assistant. It was get the assistant in order to get my business on track. Um, and once I realized that if I could hand off some of those pieces, I could then focus on the parts of my business that were things I really had to do myself and wanted to do, it felt like the world opened up and that it would free me up a lot. Right. So that's interesting because you, you're, I think you're saying that you hired a VA to actually fill skill gaps, like to do things that you didn't know how to do, that it would have taken you a while to learn rather than just taking work off your plate. Is that right? It is right. I worked with my own coach to help, you know, forward my business. And what I realized was that there are elements of the business that have to be me, right? The pieces that are personal, the pieces that are my content, my experience, um, my relationship building with my clients and, and the other coaches that I work with, that those are things I couldn't hand off to someone, right? They really were the personal pieces of the business. And they also were the pieces that I enjoy and, and are the pieces that I love. When I would categorize what actually had to be done in order to get me to a place where I could focus on that, I realized that there were many steps that were not quite as personal, you know, the tech pieces, the setup, the infrastructure stuff. And could I have spent a lot of time learning that? Perhaps, <laughs> but it wasn't my forte. And it were, those were areas that could more easily be guided and instructed for somebody else who really had that as a strength and then allow me to work in my areas of strength. So what were some of the tasks that you outsourced? Well, let's see, there were several. Whenever, when I was beginning to launch programs, I do a lot of online programs and training of other coaches. I do online coaching programs for clients. And anything online requires a lot of setup, right? So you have the marketing, you've got the sales page, you've got linking all of those things together with your email list. And all of those pieces were pieces that I have handed off. And I've been getting better at being clear with how I'd like that to look or what I would like it to do and to accomplish. But the actual setup of it was <laughs> something I definitely was needing to hire out for. Mm -hmm. The other piece also is my new website. People were saying, oh, you could do tutorials and learn WordPress and all of that. That's not really where I want to spend my time. <laughs> so I've hired an expert. And I think that when you bring in experts, they also, you know, I don't know what I don't know. And so by bringing in someone who's better than me in those skills, they can really raise the bar a lot higher than I think I would have been able to myself. Absolutely. And cut down the time that it takes to get the results that you're looking for because you don't have to figure out everything yourself. So yeah, that's right on. One thing I really wanted to talk with you about was how to work with a VA effectively because... I know that you've had a lot, you know, some ups and downs going through that process, and I'd love if you could share that with everyone. Absolutely. So the first time that I hired a VA, I think they were good at what they did. This isn't really a statement on them. It's really more a statement on me. I had so much hinged on the concept of, great, I finally have some help, <laughs> that I think I relied on 
kind of an imaginary clarity, you know, that I would say, this is what I need. And they would know what I needed and would be able to bring that to fruition for me. And what I found was that if I wasn't absolutely clear and with examples and guidance of what my vision is, I'm doing them a disservice because they're kind of shooting in the dark. So for example, you say, I want a sales page or I want an opt-in page that can look a hundred different ways. (laughs) And so it becomes frustrating when they're guessing what I want and then I get what they have done and I've spent money on the time and it's not what I wanted. And it's a challenge. And so something that I've learned is that although I don't need to spend a lot of hours learning the technical side of some of this, I really do need to put the time in to be clear about what it is I'm looking for and what kind of experience I want my users to have. And so the more clear I am on that, the more examples I can give, even if I don't have the technical language around it, and I can really package it clearly for the person helping me, oh, it just makes everything go so, so much easier. (laughs) So that's, that's one piece is not relying on their skills to also equate to them sharing your vision. Right. They're not mind readers, right? They've got the skills, but ultimately you've got to know what you want. Yes. And what you don't want. And so Something to keep in mind is that a lot of virtual assistants are helping several people and several people with different needs, different styles, different demands. And so their job is a tricky one in that they need to deliver a very different feel for different projects. And so the more clear I can be about the feel that I want and the experience I want and what I definitely don't want, um, the more it just speeds up time, it saves money, it saves frustration, it could save the working relationship. So that's one piece that I've learned. And another is, this is something that's a little more new for me, is identifying how much I want to know (laughs) versus how much I don't. So for example, if I hire someone, you know, I have an assistant now who is fantastic. And if I ask her to set up a system for me in some way, I may not need to know how that is set up, but I will need to know how to utilize it once it's there. And so I actually pay her to spend time after it's set up showing me what I need to know so that I'm not then reliant upon her to do every little thing. Sometimes you just need to get in and use it. So, you know, if I'm doing a newsletter, I want to send something out to my list. I could pop in and do that piece of cake, but I didn't set up that whole system, (laughs) you know. So I have her set it up, but then I also have her show me the part that I need to know in order to be self-sufficient to the degree that I that I want to be. Mm-hmm. That's been really, really helpful for both of us. That's such an important tip too. I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up because also virtual assistants, well, any staff, even if you had an in-person assistant, they might not work for you forever. And so for you to have some insight into what that system is and how to use it so you can train the next person is hugely important because otherwise that really would set you back if, if your assistant decided to move on. True. Yes, exactly. Um, If the assistant stays with you, it's helpful because you have a little bit more autonomy to do things the way you want to. If it's the simple, quick things, I like to be able to act on my inspiration too. So if I have an inspiration and I want to communicate it to my list, I'd like to be able to hop on and do that and not have to go through, here's the project, here's what I want to say and have her do it. Yet, you know, if she moves on, um, it does that knowing, knowing those pieces really makes it more seamless to be able to, to hand that over to someone else. I got an incredible tip from a, a business coach a while ago, and she actually hires people to make instructional videos for her on her own systems meaning set up the system and then record a video showing me what I need to know to use it. 
And she has amassed a library <laughs> of instructional videos of how to use her own systems, which I thought was absolutely genius. And so this is something that I am moving toward now in my business. Yeah, no, that's that's really cool. I haven't seen the the videos, although I record videos to teach my VA what to do, but I have her keep everything in a Google document, like step-by-step instructions on how to do everything. So it's kind of similar, but I love the video idea. That'd probably be faster, actually. That's great. Yeah, both ways work. Yeah. That's that's excellent. So Robin, I'm wondering if you can share a little bit about how you work with your VA. So if somebody out there listening has just hired their first VA and they want to kind of have a best practice for, you know, how do you give them assignment or How do you make sure that you're communicating clearly your vision, like you said before? Can you give us some tips and pointers around that? Sure. You know, I'd be happy to share the tips that have worked for me. I think being a a human-to-human relationship, they may vary a bit, um, but I can definitely share what has evolved with me over time that's made things a lot easier. Number one, be really honest about how you work. You know, it's okay to interview your VA before you start working together. Are you somebody who gets an inspiration and wants to throw a project down really quickly? Are you somebody who plans your calendar for the year and you can give them a timeline months in advance? Do you need someone who's available at night on the weekends? And ask your VA about how they work. What is their working style? I think that finding someone who matches your style is so, so important. I had a helper for a short time who was very good and skilled, but her availability and timeline just never really matched mine. And it made it challenging because the lag time in between, you know, although she was honest with me up front about how many hours per week she could provide, it just created a problem. So being very clear up front about how you work, asking your VA questions about how they work, encouraging them that there's no wrong answer, you're just really kind of looking for a good match is one. Another is do a trial project. So before you hire them, before you talk long term, before you talk how many hours a week and that kind of thing, throw a project down that you'd like to use as an experience together to sort of see how you work. And I think it's really fair to them to let them know that that's the nature of that first assignment is let's try this together and see how we work together. And that way you can continue giving feedback to each other about what you need from each other to make it go more smoothly. You can feel things out before you're in a long-term commitment that you might then want to back out of. Um, So that's also been helpful. And the last tip is that I'm very, very clear with my assistant that although I've hired her, that I really want her input. You know, I, I hire people who have more skills in certain areas than I do. That's part of how I get things done that are that are beyond my scope. And so I let her know, you know, these areas are the areas that you're an expert in and I'm not. And so I am going to have blind spots. And so if I'm asking you to set something up and I'm missing something or you're seeing that that's not going to function in the most optimal way, I really want you to tell me. And that has been such a cornerstone of our success is that she's able to say, uh, Robin, that's not going to work. <laughs> and she can give me a better suggestion. So really remaining open to their feedback is important too. Oh, that's awesome. Cool. So Robin, let us know your website in case people want to get in touch with you. Sure. It's Full Potential Living and the website is FPL, so Full Potential Living, FPLHealth.com. Awesome. Thanks so much, Robin. You're welcome. Thank you, Amanda. 
So there we go. There you've heard it from two different well printers about their experience and their tips and advice and, and how they work with virtual assistants within their own businesses. I hope this has given you lots of ideas for how you might use a VA in your business too. And don't forget, you can go back and listen to episode 43 and 44 to help you go through exercises to specifically figure out what you want to outsource and then how to outsource that very first project to a virtual assistant. Just as a reminder, you can get all the links to our guests' websites and everything we talk about in these episodes back in the show notes, which are at wellpreneuronline.com slash 45. Thank you so much for joining me for this series about virtual assistants and using them in our wellness businesses to really help leverage our time and really get much better results with using other people's expertise, right? It's a really cool way to accomplish more in your business in less time. And I'd love to hear what you plan to do and how you plan to use a virtual assistant in your own business. So you can tweet me at Vintage Amanda using the hashtag Wellpreneur or hop over to the show notes and leave a comment below the episode. I'd love to hear from you about what you're going to do with a VA in your own business. So we'll return to our normal, you know, amazing guests and interviews next week. So until then, I wish you tons of success in your wellness business, and I'll catch you back here next week for our next episode. 